Hello, this is Jeff Otis, partner at Evergreen, and you're listening to Coffee with Evergreen on the Evergreen Exchange. I hope you enjoy this 15-minute conversation between myself and Evergreen Senior Financial Planner and Oregon Regional Director, Heidi Yermanos. And as always, thanks for listening. Hey, listener, this episode requires an extra disclosure. All views and opinions expressed by any guest of the podcast are solely the individual's views and do not necessarily reflect the views of Evergreen Golf Cal. Evergreen Golf Cal's clients may hold securities mentioned in this podcast at any given time. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions or be considered investment advice. Enjoy the episode. All right. Well, good morning. And Heidi, welcome to the podcast. First time for you. Yes, thanks for having me. I'm excited to have you. Heidi is uh, one of our firm's senior financial planners and helps run our Portland office. Um, And so anyways, we're going to get you started with this. Let's talk a little bit about your background in the industry. Yeah, I'd be happy to. So I kind of have a little bit of a different journey in entering this industry. I was someone who always saw myself as growing up to be a marriage and family counselor since I was uh, a wee thing. And I got my degree in psychology. And when I graduated from college, I just needed a job before I went back and got my master's degree. And so I, I just so happened to land a gig at Charles Schwab at manning the customer service phone line for them. I started a week after I graduated and I pretty quickly realized that I could have really amazing conversations with people. I began to see the trajectory that a career in finance, what that could look like. And it really became extremely intriguing to me. So um, I kind of grew up at Charles Schwab. I got licensed while I was there. I moved up to Portland with the firm, became a certified financial planner and uh, worked for many years in the Portland office for Charles Schwab, actually referring clients to Evergreen. So that was my initial initial introduction to the firm and getting to see in a very interesting way uh, how our firm is different from other firms and what makes it special. Yeah, I love that. So why did you join Evergreen? So, you know, as you're going through your career, you, you do some stops along the way. And I certainly did. So uh, after leaving Schwab, I went and was a financial planner on a team for a private bank. And I was really a specialist where I would do these financial plans for ultra high net worth folks. And it was awesome because I got to use every single tool in the financial planning tool belt, but I was really missing the relationship component because I really was a specialist. So I continued to stay in contact with Jeff Uhlberg here at the firm and we were looking to grow the Portland office. And it was just this really unique opportunity to start working for a firm that was focused on growth, that believed in financial planning, that was putting clients' goals first, that invested money in an extremely interesting way, but where I was also able to really form lasting relationships with clients and really be that the center of that relationship and really drive that relationship forward over the long run with clients. So it was just this amazing opportunity to join a firm that I'd known for a long time that was also a perfect fit for the role I would like to have in clients' lives. Yeah, I remember that all coming together and how how thrilled we are to get you. Um, I'm curious, as you mentioned, you're someone who's worked at more than one firm. I mean, that's 
unlike me, right? I joined Evergreen, uh, you know, when I was 24 and 15 years later, here I am still at the same firm and unlikely to leave. Uh, you know, it's probably going to be one, one stop shop for me for forever, just right place, right time. And I always feel like I got really lucky to choose, choose the firm, uh, at a re relatively young age. Um, you know, the things you learn along the way, but in terms of your experience, what are some of the differences you've observed, uh, maybe, you know, Evergreen compared to other, other places you've worked? Evergreen is actually incredibly unique in the industry. So at most firms, there is very clear and high sales goals. And that becomes the focus for how folks spend their time is really trying to achieve those sales goals. Every firm would like to grow is focused on growth. Uh, but what's really different about Evergreen is that our leadership has decided that instead of forcing a very lofty sales goal, that we are going to focus on getting clients that are really the right fit. That's the mutual fit where we can add the most value in their life and also that they're the right fit for our process, how we approach investment management, our focus on financial planning. And I feel like that ends up translating into a different experience as a member of the firm, but also a different experience for clients. When you're meeting with me, I'm not in the back of my head thinking, of, am I gonna meet a quota this month or this quarter or this year? My focus gets to be, how can I help you? Am I gonna be able to be the right person in your life to help you accomplish your goals? So it really ends up changing that dynamic I think in an incredibly healthy way. And I wish more parts of the industry would realize that if you end up focusing on those right things, doing the right things for clients, getting that mutual good fit, the growth takes care of itself because clients do want to refer their friends. They do want to consolidate more assets. They do want to be clients that stick around for a really long time. When I'm meeting with clients for the prospects, really, for the first time, I talk about how I really would like to form relationships that last for decades, right? It's a very different type of conversation than a sales process. Yep, I agree with you. I mean, I've had my own chapters of, uh, you know, working in sales roles previous to Evergreen, where very much was was a, a culture of sale, you know, sale, sell, 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 no matter what, yep. right? And right. all the different techniques that you learn as a salesperson, you know, all the sales 101, sales training stuff, you know, you work at our firm and it's, it's like the opposite of that. It's like almost, we're like almost trying to talk clients out of hiring us, uh, you know, in certain situations, because again, you see, you see these things play out over time and you're like, you know, it, what really matters is the, is the long term. And okay. so anyways, I, I a hundred percent agree with you on that. Uh, let's talk a little bit about your job. What do you love about it? So I, I've talked a little bit about this already, but what really drives me as a human is creating those long lasting relationships where I feel like I have an impact in my clients' lives, where I can see that I am helping them accomplish their life goals, that I am helping them envision what they want their life to look like and helping build a plan to execute on that. I mean, that's good stuff. That's like you're living your best life kind of stuff. That's I want to 
get up and do this work every single day because I find joy in it. I find joy in those connections. So, you know, when I, when I heard that you were going to ask me to be on the podcast, I was like, well, I could probably talk all day long about why I love my job, but that's, it really comes down to that. Do I talk about the market? Absolutely. Do I spend a lot of time learning about what's going on in the market and the economy and new financial planning techniques and all of the data necessary to build an, an accurate and complete financial plan? Absolutely. But at the end of the day, all of this for me is about relationships with people. And so I feel like I'm just in this really unique place in life where I feel like what I'm meant to do really lines up with what I get to do as a job. Yeah, I love that. Um, I want to talk a little bit about being a female, right? So like, what is it like being in the, uh, like being a woman in our industry? Yeah, it's it's really interesting. So I feel like in a lot of ways, um, since the very beginning, you know, there's still not a lot of women in the financial services industry. And there's not a lot of women who are certified financial planners either. I feel like in a lot of ways, I am getting the benefit of all of the the years, the decades that the women before me put in to make this industry a wonderful place to be for women. I have always felt like being a woman is actually an advantage because there's just not that many of us. And let's face it, half the population, you know, are women. There's always going to be, you know, a special uh, connection between um, women and women advisors. but I don't necessarily work with more women than men. Um, it's just a different communication style, a different approach that some people do gravitate to. Uh, I will say that, like I said, I, I feel like being a woman has only been an advantage. I do think that being a mom has also helped me in a lot of ways because I've learned to be someone who can multitask and time management is so important. So all of the things that make me a woman and make me a mom actually translate into doing this work and being good at this work and really enjoying this work. I talk to a lot of clients about their kids and I feel like I'm always trying to advertise that this is a wonderful place for a woman to have a whole career. So tell your daughters, <laughs> tell your nieces, this is a place where you can have great quality of life and have a very meaningful career. I feel like the what you see in Hollywood or, or in the movies, that's just such a small, you know, dramatized version of what it is. It's a really great industry to be in as a woman at this point. And like I said, I think that that's really because of all of the decades of work that the women that came before me put in to make it so that we can have a really nice spot here. Yeah. And I love being at a firm that empowers women. Uh, you know, it, it uh, you know, I've been at Evergreen for 15 years. I mean, some of our most some of our brightest, most hardworking, most talented employees are women. You know, I mean, the women at Evergreen are unbelievable. I mean, I, I say it all the time. I talk, you know, you and I talk almost every day, you know, Katie, Kaylee, you know, the whole, the whole group of, of, of females at Evergreen, the women that work at our firm are unbelievable. So anyway, it's nice to work at a firm that, that empowers that believes in that stands for that. Um, uh, so let's talk a little bit about our roles and what we do every day. I mean, you, you and I have a very similar role. Uh, you know, I'm obviously up in the Bellevue office, you're down in the Portland office, but 
all day, every day outside of recording podcasts, we're, we're, we're talking to, you know, we're talking to clients and, yep. uh, whether, whether that's current clients, uh, reviewing, reviewing everything for current clients, you know, or in many cases, it's, it's working with people who are interested in working with our firm and trying to figure out if we're the right fit versus other op- options available to them. But I am curious now that you've got uh, quite a bit of experience. Uh, what are the type of clients that you think, so this is just your opinion and the experience that you've had, what type of clients do you see doing the best over time? So the clients that I feel do the best over time are ones that would like to and follow through on going through the process with us. So what I mean by that is typically we're looking at the life plan, the financial plan, We're also meeting to talk through the asset allocation, going through the investments, making sure that lines up with a financial plan, reviewing the estate plan and the insurance component, having those tax discussions. When I have clients that are engaged in that process, I know that we're going to add a tremendous amount of value. It's going to be thorough. It's going to be holistic relationship. And so this leads into pretty naturally the ones that don't do well are typically the ones that are hyper-focused on short-term performance in their investments. We all know that the market's going to go up, it's going to go down, and that can be incredibly uncomfortable. And I do see a, a big part of my role as being a coach through those periods. But we need to have a broader view, a longer view, and make sure that we're touching on these different areas in people's lives. Those are the folks that really, and it, it takes time, right? We're, you know, this is not an overnight process, but I do find that people that go through that, at the end of it, we have added value, we've built trust, we've helped them see a, a broader perspective that leads to those relationships that really do well in the long run. I would agree with that. I definitely would agree with that. I, I always view it as something where like, you know, are, you know, in essence are like, are we getting married? Or are we dating? Right. And there's all these, cl- there are client experiences where it's like, we are just dating right now. And it seems like you're dating others too, right? Like this is not a committed relationship at all. And yeah, those things, <laughs> they, I mean, seriously, right. Cause yeah. those things can turn out well, uh, but it's just gotta be the right period of time. And then we talked about, we talked about clients as vintages, uh, you know, what vintage did they onboard? Cause you know, a client experience that onboards in 2018 might be totally different than the client that onboards in the summer of 2020, right? Just because of market mm-hmm. markets over that time period. And so, you know, it, so it, it is, it is interesting to me, the, the, you know, kind of the perspective that clients have when they're onboarding into our firm. And, uh, you know, I, I am a big believer in like, continue to investigate, continue to research, like let's get really, really comfortable before we uh, start working together. Uh, you know, right. I, I just think that's a much better entry point uh, for a relationship than the, you know, what's your minimum, you know, let's try this out and see how this goes for six months. Like I, those things again, can work well, but in many cases it's like, you know, it, it just, I haven't seen those work in every case. Right. So it it feels almost like a flip of a coin on whether that client's still going to be around in in two or three, two or three years. Uh, And and it literally can just be because markets slide on you for a, you know, for a four or five month period or whatever. 
let's talk let's so let's wrap up a couple more questions i know we're running a little long i mean you and i it's, we we have these conversations internally all the time about client experiences what we you know what we're seeing that's working what clients are asking us about uh ways that we think our firm can add even more value to help people with their everyday everyday lives because you and i are on the front lines of of uh what we see in our clients and and um you know their day-to-day and everything so i, I am curious what are some of the common mistakes that you see people making that you catch and help, you know, help correct? Yeah. So one of the biggest mistakes that I see folks make is they do either their retirement plan or their estate plan, and then it goes on a shelf. Really, those should be living and breathing plans, right? So your life plan, that really should be looked at every single year. So going through what's your life looking like, what updates do we need to make? And same thing on the estate plan. You know, you've spent all of this money to have an estate plan completed. It's really important to make sure it's still a reflection of what your goals are, but also updates for legislation. Also, it's always good to have a second opinion. Um, I recently had a client who had a very reputable, really experienced attorney do the plan. And there was a lot of low hanging fruit from a tax planning perspective, meaning the existing plan had them paying way more in estate taxes than they needed to. There were some really easy fixes that could be made to save them a boatload. Now, if we had just said, oh, you've done your estate plan within the last few years, you're done. We wouldn't have caught that. So making sure that this is a continuous process, and that's really what we're here to help with, is making sure that those plans are living and breathing and are truly a reflection of today's reality. And, uh, you know, it's a great way for us to add value as well. Yeah, the biggest one that always stands out to me in terms of common mistakes is like investing in, in the most recent fad, right? So it's like what is popular and almost always it's what is up the most recently yeah, uh, and clients wanting to chase those areas, you know, it, and oftentimes at the completely the wrong time, um, you know, and, and it's hard because obviously those things can go up a little bit more and then they feel right. And exactly. but, you know, even, even like the meme stocks, you know, like people are asking about meme stocks uh, a year or so ago. And then, you know, some of those things are down like 80 percent, you know, 60, 70, 80 percent from their highs. And I remember uh, I remember recording a podcast with Jeff Dix talking about that one, talking about that theme specifically and saying this is going to end so badly yes. for the last wave of people that come in. And like, we're seeing that now it, was, it, just, it just took about 12 months or so to get to. So, uh, we, I mean, I could keep hammering you with questions cause <laughs> I find this stuff so fascinating. I think a lot of our listeners do as well. We'll just have to get you back on uh, another time and we can keep going through it. So that. I'm going to get you out with a bonus question. Uh, let's say you had a Saturday off, I, you know, I know your mom, uh, but let's say you had a Saturday off and you got to escape to, you know, like a mountain cabin and, yeah. you know, alone, what, what would you do with your time, uh, in that type of environment? Yeah. So it's probably a couple things. I would absolutely hopefully have a rower there. I love to row. Uh, so that would be the first thing. And one thing I would be spending quite a bit of time. I love to read science fiction and fantasy novels. So think like Ender's Game, Orson Scott Card that sort of genre. <laughs> Sometimes that surprises people, but I absolutely love to read fiction. I'm just, I gobble it up. I could read a book a week very happily. 
if I wasn't busy doing all of the other things that I do. The inner, the inner nerd surfaces. It's true. It's true. I've just been an avid reader since I was a very small person. And it's just such a wonderful, I just love the imagination, the escape. It's just awesome. So that's what I'd be doing. All right. Well, Heidi Yero-Manos, thanks for being with us today. Thanks for all your incredible work down in Portland for our firm. And again, we'll get you on another time. Sounds great. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Jeff. Evergreen GovCal is a wealth management firm with offices in Bellevue, Washington, Portland, Oregon, and California's Bay Area. We provide investment management, tax compliance, family office, and retirement planning services. Evergreen is accepting applications for new clients who align with our firm's investment and planning approach. If you think you might be a fit with us, follow the link in the show notes to fill out our prospective client compatibility survey.